Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 59, Doubt. Make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 8 off Blurry Face. Today, I'm doubting my doubt analysis with Luke. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We are doing a blind recording because we can't see each other. (laughs) I'm blind. Yep, we're both wearing blindfolds. (laughs) I'm doing this all in Braille. I'm reading my notes in front of me. They're all in Braille. Um, anything you'd like to share since, like, I don't even remember when we recorded last. I think I've it aged was, like, a lot. 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's happened wow. in a year? Uh, Any random I live in a different facts? city. Um, fun facts. Let's see. No. I got a new dog. <laughs> hey. He's puppy. He's puppy. cute. How old? She's actually one year old and one month. Oh, yay. Happy early She's birthday. super young. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. You're a little late. Oh. I definitely <laughs> missed her. Other way. Yeah. <laughs> happy belated birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have, and happy early birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Happy belated birthday to you. In two days. Oh, man. So many birthdays. <laughs> so many. If you're not born near the beginning of the year, I don't know what to tell you. Enjoy your summer birthdays. I'm jealous. (laughs) Well, I mean, I always felt bad for those people, though, because they never get, like, the party in the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, true. Some teachers would do half birthdays, though, at my school. Oh, no, we never got that. (laughs) Your birthday was in the summer, and forget about it. Okay, one of my high school teachers, we're just starting with random tangents, he had this fancy hot chocolate machine, and so on your half birthday and your birthday, you got one of the fancy hot chocolates. Otherwise, he would make kids pay like 50 cents for a hot chocolate. Dang. Inflation. Very It'd probably be worth like $2 Literally. What? <laughs> yeah, that was um back in like 2013. So if you if I was smart, I would be buying a bunch of those things and selling them to the other kids. Okay. Upcharge. Speaking of high school, though, what was your favorite food from the cafeteria? Bosco sticks. Yeah, those were good. It has to be. I see them at Costco, and I'm like, oh my gosh, don't <laughs> tempt me. <laughs> The devil's food. <laughs> but I loved I loved their chocolate chip cookies and I mm. tried so hard to find the recipe online and I couldn't find it anywhere. Dual <laughs> so, cookie recipe. If anyone knows the secret, probably like just don't bake it because they're like not baked. <laughs> um It was yeah, super but, it was like no bake. Yeah. But anyway, um, we are here to talk about doubt. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm out of the yep. transitions today. There wasn't really much on the internet for, like, facts about it. Um, so the only thing I can tell you is it was recorded in Hollywood and produced by Ricky Reed, who I think produced most of their songs. So <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> But yeah, let's dig right into the analysis. 
Um, any first impressions of the music or the song as a whole or anything? Yes, the song is super underrated. I yes. love the instrumentals. I just cannot help myself but dance when I hear the song. Yes. I listen to it on repeat like 200 times this week and I dance every time. I can picture that. <laughs> is this, it's just got... Is this Go one ahead. of your favorites? Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like it gives you vibes. <laughs> it gives me strong dancing vibes. It's It's got like that techno EDM beat. Yeah. Like super high BPM. Yep. <laughs> well, I just like noted with the synth and the piano and the rim shots on the drums all coming yeah. together. It gives me very like classic rap battle vibes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that's also why it reminds me of you. Yes, that um, is my background. I love that. Yeah, what other artists do you love that this reminds you of? Any you want to share? Um, no, it, it, I do think I appreciate the lyricism of it. Because mm-hmm. it's very thoughtful, almost like, it's almost like that poetic rap. So yeah. I definitely get those vibes from this. I think maybe what I was thinking of is like this song is the one song that kind of gives me NF vibes. Oh, um, yeah. So I just wanted to shout that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but because of the like classic rap battle song, I just tied it back to um, the Lane Boy lyric when he says, there's a few songs on this record that sound common. I feel like this is probably one of the prime examples of that. Yeah, so. I like I like that militaristic snare drum. Kind of yes. sounds like we're going off out into battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like all of the songs on their albums tend to like interweave and talk to each other, which is cool. Yeah. So, going into verse one, he says, "Scared of my own image, scared of my own immaturity, scared of my own ceiling, scared I'll die of uncertainty." Fear might be the death of me. Fear leads to anxiety. Don't know what's inside of me. And then, just because it flows so well, I'll say the chorus too. Don't forget about me. I will not be speaking the bow bow bow. Do it. I can't speak it without singing it. Do it. (laughs) Like, just speak it. Come on. Don't forget about bow bow bow. <laughs> Even yes. when I doubt you, parentheses doubt you, I'm no good without you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there you go. That was what, great. Where Where should we begin? Uh, scared of my own image. First thing I thought when I heard that was how we're made in the image of God and how much weight that carries. If you think about it, like. I'm in the made in the image of God. He has given me dominion. I'm supposed to be like a steward to all these things. That's a heavy weight to carry. I could be. Mm-hmm. I could see myself being afraid of, of like facing that. Yeah, um, I actually connected this. This is my one verse to Genesis one twenty seven. Um, mm-hmm. Right after God created Adam and Eve, it says, "So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them." Um, yeah. We see a lot of other verses, too. I don't know if you had any other ones. Well, on this one, no. But I okay. think about it could be how he's scared of how he 
prevents him or presents himself like the image he portrays to other people yeah that's kind of what i was thinking of like the fear of like am i reflecting god accurately or not which i think also ties into the immaturity piece of like Mm -hmm. could my immaturity not only be destroying like parts of myself in my walk with my faith or could it also bring harm to others because of my lack of maturity Mm. yeah this kind of sense of unworthiness with that statement yeah or like could my actions push people further away from god i feel like that would be something i would worry about scared of my own ceiling what do you make of this that makes me think of a motivational speech like oh gosh what is it we're not it's there's a motivational speech from a movie and it's like we're not afraid of what we can't do we're afraid of what we can do and it's like how it, i'm um, scared though like it's a football movie it's like it might not be the same movie but i'm thinking of one that's like it's not that we're inadequate but that we're powerful yes beyond yes measure. that that <laughs> great <laughs> reference I also connected ceiling to the judge when he talks about three lights are lit, but the fourth one's out. Um, and I kind of mm. like gave this imagery of like you're praying so much that you're looking at your ceiling a lot. So it could potentially Ooh. allude to that sort of visual. Um, and when you're in a more uncertain place praying. Yeah. Um, or also like the idea of like a ceiling in terms of like a glass ceiling or that type of framework um where maybe he's scared that his faith could get stuck at some point or that he could somehow have a limit to how much he could get redeemed speaking of doubt i Um, feel like a lot of it is just like fears of things that aren't true but that can be easy to feel right and then with uncertainty um i said this could pertain to like his whole beliefs Um, with his faith or it could also reference like if he's prioritizing selfishness versus god Mm, yeah i thought i thought of how i think we all know somebody who wants to know all the answers all the time Mm -hmm. and does not stop until they figure that out and they just like run themselves ragged they don't ever give themselves a break or grace or come to the realization that we're not God and we're not going to understand everything. Mm-hmm. And so if they're uncertain about uh, uncertain about something, they'll just run themselves into the ground until they figure it out. And it's just, yeah, you know, you got to rest sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which can also very much be a pride thing of like fear of mm-hmm. not knowing and like what are people going to think of me if I don't have an answer for everything? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or does that somehow like invalidate my beliefs? Right. But... That reminds me of the verse, like, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And yeah, his ways is, are not our ways. Yeah. So much deeper than our human understanding of each other and our belief systems. And then my last note for verse one was fear. Fear might be the death of me. And the question of, is the faith fear-driven? Are the motives behind the belief wrong? Mm. I feel like, at least speaking for me, there's been seasons in my life where I had that doubt. And I think there's definitely, like, that misconception of Christianity of, like, oh, you just believe what you believe because you don't want to go to hell or, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, emphasizing the wrong point of redemption, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's that verse that says, perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. I had, I had a note of, um, don't know what's inside of me. I was wondering, could it be, you know, he doesn't know what he's made of, what, like, what's, like, what's on the inside. And then also Holy Spirit being on the inside. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's, like, uncertainty of redemption, maybe. Yeah, um, big time. And I don't know about you, I might have shared this before, but, like I said in a recent podcast, I was like, I feel like I'm at the point where I might start repeating myself, because there's been so many podcasts. But there was a season in my life during freshman year of college, which was also, like, a season where I wasn't doing as much spiritually, but I very consistently had this doubt of, like, am I actually redeemed? Mm -hmm. Just, like, this fear of, like, am I actually going to go to hell when I die? Um, and it was yeah. very persistent for, like, months. I don't know if you've ever been through anything like that. Yeah, definitely. I think she's been super real and transparent, and this is very relatable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, it is It is biblical to test your faith, but also it's not biblical to question your faith all the time and be like, am I saved? Yeah. Um, because it's an answered question already. You are saved and it doesn't depend on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely in retrospect, like thinking of myself at that time, I feel like it's speaking for me, like it was mistrust of like God's character and who he is yeah. and what that means. But yeah, so for the chorus... I noted that it reminded me of their song Lovely um, when he says your redemption won't grow stale and in contrast as I was just saying in my personal analogy mm. just the fear that maybe that's not true mm. but did you have any other interpretation of like don't forget about me he just says FOMO yeah he does not want to miss out I did I did think of the Psalms and Lamentations where David is calling out to God, like, don't forget about me. My enemies are all around me. Here they come. And then mm. he's just crying out to God, like, please, Lord, come to my rescue. Don't forget me. You know, hear my cry. That kind of, that kind of talk where he's, he's worried. Like, don't leave me in this deep destruction. Yeah, exactly. But I like how it ends with, even when I doubt you, I'm no good without you. And... He's doubting the truth, but he's also self-aware to know that he's doubting the truth and what he's feeling yeah. is not true. Yeah, right. He's doubting his doubts. Yes. <laughs> doubt your doubts. And you gotta doubt your doubts. <laughs> and I, that made me think of John the Baptist, where in, in Matthew 11, he's, he's asking Jesus, are you going to come or should we expect someone else after he baptized him, saw the Holy Spirit come down, mm -hmm. and saw all of his works and all his, his deeds that, to prove that he is who he says he is. Yeah. And then after after he asked Jesus those things, he's like, Jesus says, truly, I tell you, among these born of women, no greater than John the Baptist has appeared. Like, that's Jesus' response to our doubt. Like, it's okay. John the Baptist is the, he's the goat. <laughs> according to Jesus <laughs> yeah and he sure. doubted hardcore after witnessing and feeling and hearing in person what Jesus was doing so mm -hmm. and I think that's a good 
pays good homage to the fact that like it can be easy to idolize the people in the Bible, but they were still human too. Um, oh yeah. Just like oh, he, and he, don't forget he, about me. What? What? Hmm? <laughs> like you literally are just quoting the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna swing back. I was gonna swing back for a second. Wait. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. <laughs> this is this is when it would be nice to see what your nonverbal cues are doing. <laughs> I feel oh like I ruined gosh. whatever you were doing. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, like David's another prime example. Yes, he was not a good I guy. I always think of things from scripture. I'm so bad at remembering where it is in scripture, so I like don't want to embarrass what? myself. No. But wasn't he the one with Bathsheba? Yeah. I feel like recently at our church rib, they talked about that passage. And it just really struck me in a new way of just his humanness, I guess. I forget what it was, yeah. but somehow the way Noel preached on it, like, brought a new angle to that passage I hadn't thought of before. Yeah, the Bible is full of those kind of characters. Mm -hmm. Moses had a terrible stutter, and he had to speak in front of the nation of Israel. Yeah. Paul killed a man. David committed adultery. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist doubted after seeing and hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just normal people that God was. Yeah, the um, Moses and the stutter passage was actually used in the curriculum for my mental health group. So that was a cool example mm -hmm. of, like, the weakness still be using used for God's glory. Right. But yeah, I was also um, back to like doubting the truth, but being self-aware. I was just going to use another personal example of like with past traumas I've been through, like my body can viscerally react as if something is true, but I can still know in my mind, like despite what my body is doing, that what I'm feeling is not necessarily true. Um, right. So sometimes lies can even be as strong as like physically affecting us, but that doesn't make right. it true. So, any, um, other, any other thoughts before verse 2? Oh, um, another thought about don't forget about me. It made me think of at the crucifixion, the thief on the cross next to him, saying to him, remember me when you're in paradise, when you go, you know, to your kingdom. Mm -hmm. Just like a call, don't forget about me. Like, I see you. Like, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. Remember me. And then, uh, I'm no good without you. It made me think of... Job and how terrible his life was, mm -hmm. and still, yeah, he, he's like, I need you to. I, there's not, there's nothing else in this life for me. All of this is vanity, and I don't care about it. But I know, I know that I'm no good without you, no matter mm -hmm. what my life looks like. Yeah, thank you. Those are great examples. So going into verse two, it's a bit of a different tone. Yeah. He says temperature is dropping. I'm not sure if I can see this ever stopping, shaking hands with the dark parts of my thoughts. No, you're all that I've got. And then it goes back into the chorus. So far, I love this song. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is bars. This is rap. This is... <laughs> this is bars. <laughs> this goes hard. Oh no, that reminds me of that video <laughs> from Marco Polo. Um, I don't. I don't remember. You were like, it was, you basically said, like, this is bars, and you kept rhyming with this is bars. Oh, my gosh. 
These are bars. They spilled hard. Yeah, you were literally saying the same thing. <laughs> Maybe it's because you say it a lot. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, the first thing, I feel like I, in this album especially, I just find all the like multiple song connections. So talking about the temperature dropping, I connected to I Know My Soul's Freezing, Hell's Hot for a Good Reason from The Judge, which we just came mm-hmm. from. And so I like how even that callback, there's always like either a callback to the previous song or an allusion to the next song. And I just think that's so cool. Um, it is. And then I also said um, like the temperature could be dropping as more of a metaphorical, like he's starting to grow cold and numb the truth, um, potentially trading yeah. it for apathy. I feel like this is where we see yeah. him really start spiraling mentally. Yeah, or going from like on fire to lukewarm, mm-hmm. or he's or he's dying, um, or hmm? evil spirits coming coming down. Like when mm-hmm. people say like, "Oh, there's a ghost in Numa," it got really cold. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I forget. You might have mentioned before in your testimony. Was there anything visceral like that you felt? Not like a temperature change. Okay, I was just curious. Um, no, nothing, nothing like that, but there was other physical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also noted, like, I think sometimes when we're like really doubting a lot or really just spiraling a lot, it can feel easier. Like, oh, maybe if I lived without morals, it would be easier. Mm-hmm. But it's such a, yeah. such a temporary mindset that's not taking into account, like the best that God yeah. has for us. Yeah, and it's also kind of ignoring everything God says and what is true. Yeah, I find I, whenever I'm whenever I I have that thought as well sometimes and I'm like, I just know that this is true. So why would I do anything else? Mm-hmm. And also just shows how fleeting feelings are. Like feelings will only get you like a two second high, and then you'll feel yeah. miserable. <laughs> right. But yeah, those were my main notes on this verse. If you had any others. Shaking hands with the dark parts of my thoughts made me think of that verse where we're supposed to make all of our thoughts obedient. Mm-hmm. Take every take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And it just seems like he's like he's battling depression and he's losing. Like he's like starting to agree with the evil. Yeah, like those feelings, like kind of feeling, oh, they're alluring, even though they're not for your best interest right was that it oh and then saying no no it's not okay (laughs) again i Uh, can't tell (laughs) yeah you can't see me i'm I'm to my own (laughs) i I can tell that much in your voice him him saying you're all that i've got is also super biblical where mm-hmm. Jesus is like, hey, I'm, I'm the vine near the branches. Without me, you can do nothing else apart from me. Mm-hmm. You can do nothing, basically. Like, even though he's, he's going through all this, at the very end, he remembers, you're all that I've got. Yeah. What's that song, It's Your Breath in Our Lungs? Yeah. I can't think of the title, but <laughs> that's a good one. Just search that up on Google. You'll find it. Yeah. So we yep. pour out our praise. Just let's just start singing that worship song right now. It's your breath. Your breath in my lungs. 
the real okay. question is can we sing it at the same rate no no let's not okay going into the bridge yeah i feel like he just touches on a lot of things in this song um he says gnawing on the bishops claw our way up their system repeating simple phrases someone wholly insisted want the markings made on my skin to mean something to me again hope you haven't left without me please yeah i love this i don't know do you know their religious background were they catholic uh not to my knowledge okay but i don't know for sure because that is not currently i kind of grew up catholic and that is something it's just like it's screaming out at me some subliminal messages here such as such as nine on the bishop seems like something's like eating at the bishop like 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 they're going this way but something's eating at them they know that something's not right because hmm. it's just it's it's just that that religious system where they keep doing you know keep saying these phrases these mantras someone holy insisted which it's there's the sinner's prayer which is like someone holy told you like hey pray this prayer and you'll be saved which is just not accurate you have to actually trust is and, it based and then, on scripture or no no it's okay. not i mean i mean i mean you can say those things and then it's a whole different thing to actually believe one mm-hmm. which is i kind of think that's what he's getting at like <clears throat> these people are just saying stuff mm-hmm. um and do they do they have like religious tattoos that you know of? um i know tyler does um he has like a negative space cross and i know he has a lot of other tattoos he hasn't explained their meanings so they could be spiritual and he just hasn't said okay so that's what i was thinking of when i heard i want the markings made in my skin mm-hmm. to mean something to me again was he's got some kind of tattoos maybe that meant a lot to him and now they're kind of like fading or like the, the meaning of them to him is fading yeah yeah i also saw tana because tana can also mean to cause persistent worry which you kind of alluded to but this idea of like if he's the one gnawing on the bishops like coming to people again and again with like consistent concerns um and maybe not getting answers and then clawing the way up the system like the questions are just getting bigger and bigger so he's having to like look higher for answers Mm -hmm. Um, that aren't being given to him and then kind of like you said with the repeating simple phrases part just doing it because someone insisted instead of like verifying sources and don't just blindly follow just because someone says to Um, I think that's why scripture is also really important and to be familiar Mm -hmm. with it yeah but yeah did you have Um, any thoughts on the markings on his skin I also thought it was his tattoos I'm sure they hold a lot of layers of faith that we don't know but yeah this idea of like he's probably lost sight of the initial zeal and reason why he got them that was my thought too another reason i asked about the catholicism was because i know sometimes in catholic school people you'll get like wrist straps with a ruler oh, if okay. you like act mm-hmm. out or if you're not like you'll have those kind of markings on your skin and there's another like I guess it's a phenomenon in Catholicism called the stigmata, where if you're holy enough, you get 
physical wounds in your hands like Jesus did from the nails. Like, Oh my gosh, thumb, I did not know that. Thumbs, yes, it's a very rare phenomenon and only the most holy saints and Catholic people can get these if they're good enough. Um, and I, some people are uh, very suspicious that it's a hoax kind of thing or or mm. Do you whatever, know if that's like whatever all it is. Catholicism or if it's just certain sects of it? Well, it started popping up in like the either the 1300s or the 1500s. It's a more recent thing. It's not been going on for very long, which makes it even more suspicious. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think it is. There's there is certain sects that this would happen to mm-hmm. but one of the one of the popes had it and they're like oh man this is the real this is the super pope he's got the state yeah. model he's super holy as if god like picks favorites and shows it yeah. to the whole world hmm, interesting. yeah so if they're not catholic then that's probably not what they're talking about but <laughs> yeah i don't know i also wanted to know um we haven't gotten to trench yet but bishops end up being part of the lore later on so I don't know if he had that in mind yet, but mm-hmm. I find it interesting that he brought up bishops in this album too. I, I just thought about how bishops are chess pieces, like they're they're yes. chess, they're pieces on I a board. Of that too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're just part of a game. Someone else is moving them, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They only move diagonal, right? That's true. Yes. You want to play chess later? Let's play chess. Dude, we haven't played chess since COVID times. I love chess. <laughs> I think you won every single time. <laughs> I feel like I was going to add something else, but now I forgot the What do you think about that? Hope you haven't left without me. I'm, I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Hope you haven't left without me. Um, Also, like, second coming vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Did you ever watch the Left Behind series? No. Or read the books? Mm-mm. There's a whole book series about the rapture and about the people who get left behind who thought they're like, uh, I went to church. Why am I not up in heaven right now? And so they had to like figure it out while they were down here. Is kinda, that biblical freaky. that they would actually be here still? Uh, it says that one, two will be in the working and one will go and the other will stay. So kind of. Okay. I don't know to what extent that is, but mm-hmm. gotcha. I just nightmare fuel for children. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've read every chapter of Revelation. I need to. It's uh, very dense um, and I very mysterious. The, the imagery can be very mysterious. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was little thinking, oh, that's the last book in the Bible, so it's probably the easiest to read. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's actually the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts on, like, specific lyrics or anything? Um, I have thoughts on just, like, the song as a whole, but... No, the lyrics... I just love the cadence to this song. It just makes me move my body. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was very, very consistent beat. Yeah. Um, why did you pick Doubt specifically? Was there something about it you uh, really wanted to discuss? Uh, I picked it because I love the transparency of all of the lyrics, that they're real. I love um, 
yeah, this is something that a lot of people go through, including myself. So mm-hmm. him laying it all out there and on on the stage and just being real is encouraging. And I just, yeah, I just love working through that that doubt and not ignoring it or burying it or covering up, mm-hmm. but actually like working through it. And also, it's just a banger, and I dance, and yeah. I sing along, and it sounds like a good rap song, and I just mm-hmm. rap. It goes hard, because there's bars. <laughs> the bars go hard. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so just as, like, final notes on the song, I wrote that it's, it has a theme of trying to capture God's attention in hopes of a response. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like this also comes through other songs like implicit demand for proof way back when and i feel like it kind of comes from this place of desperation um, where he's really wanting direction or clarity for god from god and um, maybe not knowing how to discern it yeah it's like a prayer basically Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah i love how many of their songs can just be prayers that you sing yeah um and then i also noted how like considering doubt and everything faith really is very much about stepping out and not having all the answers um i compared this to water like peter in matthew 14 22 through 31 um, when jesus calls him to walk on the water and kind of what we've already said but like it's normal to ha- not have all the answers um we can't ever have all the answers and so doubt is inevitable but also, knowing doubt is inev- inevitable, I also wanted to note that apologetics are important because oh, man. people always try to poke holes in your ideology. Yeah, I love apologetics. That's a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do some stuff at church about about uh, nice. apologetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my Speaking own... of, uh, who's that friend that came to your party? There were a lot of that... <laughs> No, you know. <laughs> um, the one with the last name you can't pronounce? Lee. Yeah, his brother, I guess, is doing stuff, and I'm trying to do stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, well, I was about to say, I used to be in, um, when Betsy and Ben led a group, we did apologetics. I don't know if he's thinking of the same thing, but um, I still have my book. Um, you have an apologetics book? Yeah, we all got a copy because of our life group. We didn't go through the whole thing, though. Like, I, I gotta finish reading that. But, yeah, it talks about, like, even just, like, how the universe was ordered together and how it, like, wasn't a mistake and kind of starts from there and touches so on good. and stuff like that. So good. Yep. Any last thoughts on the song or apologetics or anything? Mm, no. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Luke, for joining. It's a pleasure as always. As always. Feel free to mute during the outro if you want. Pip, pip, cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio, mate. <laughs> so, as always, I want to hear from you guys. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can send an email or message me on Instagram at entrench underscore pod. You can find Entrench pretty much anywhere, but especially on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. I look forward to hearing from you. 
Tune in next time for Polarize. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, in Trench, you're not alone. I doubt it's recording, but I think it is. <laughs> I surely hope so. <laughs> that one was like different part of Britain. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm from all over, isn't it? I know, like, I have some Ireland slang, like, you bloody idiot. And I say idiot instead of idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> bloody idiot. That's good. Gonna, ha- gonna have some good crack with Luke. <laughs> crack? It's like what is crack? good fun, kind of. Oh, good fun, isn't it?